eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now. The latest Welcome back. It is time for another edition of Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Also heard on The Bet in Las Vegas. So for those of you listening over the radio in the City of Lights, in Sin City, in Las Vegas, Nevada, in the County of Clark, welcome back, as well as our YouTube v- viewers uh, who are always there, make sure you subscribe to the shows wherever you're listening to us. Put on the auto downloads for your audio and also do us a favor. Make sure you give us a positive five-star review up on Apple iTunes. Yes, that would be great. We appreciate it. Scott Branson, your host, along with my co-host. He is the national NFL writer at Bleacher Report. His name is Mo Moton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N on Twitter. I am at LV Gully, the show S-N-B today. All right, Mo, back into it. We got the schedule release later today. You can check in with Mo on uh, late Thursday afternoon, early evening <laughs> East Coast on Bleacher Report on the Bleacher Report uh, live app. Mo will be there doing his live session to react to the schedule. We did find out on Wednesday, Mo, the Raiders will not be saying cheerio. They will not be heading over to <laughs> Tottenham Spur Stadium to play Buffalo as we thought they might. So they escape the, the international game, uh, but their schedule's coming out. This is always interesting because we know the teams they're playing, but as we talked about on Tuesday's show, now we'll find out what time of the year they play in cold weather cities uh, and sort of how the, the games line up. So you can start to see patterns and at least take a look at it and say, hey, is this something uh, the Raiders can get through? Do they have a gauntlet like they had last year? Right. They also the other thing that a lot of fans were excited about was the fact that the Raiders don't have to travel all over the world as they play through the 2023 season. I believe they're 13th in miles traveled for the season. So in recent years, the Raiders have been, I believe, top five, top three 
in in traveling miles, going cross country to the East Coast, going going you know other across the pond, whatever the case may be. This time they're in the middle of the pack, which is which is I guess a fair average for them considering what they've gone through and had to be road warriors in past years. So that's something to be positive about. But again, we'll, we'll see wh- where the cold weather games fall. And I know that that doesn't really have a narrative as much with Derek Carr now in New Orleans with Jimmy right. Garoppolo. He played in San Francisco, but still you got a team that's playing indoors on the West coast in 130 degree weather in August. You know, you got to wonder how they can adjust to, you know, if they have to go on the road somewhere, as we talked about in the last show, some of these AFC East teams they may have to play yep. in the cold. Buffalo. Oh, yeah. You know, is it is that going to be a snowstorm game? We'll find out. Yes, we do know some of the teams also playing, for example, on Black Friday on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is the Bengals and Chiefs, which is a great, I think, end of the season kind of game. Uh, and you talked about the email we all got today, and I forgot who it was from, bookies.com. They always send us stuff uh, about the travel. So the Raiders, 14th, 22,000 miles. The Seattle Seahawks were are going to be the most traveled team, as you mentioned, 31,600 miles. In the division for the Raiders, the Chiefs and the Chargers, both with more um, uh, travel miles, including the Chargers at number five with 26,000 miles, Thirty time zone changes uh, throughout the course of the year. The least traveled team, the Cincinnati Bengals with only 11,942 miles. Really, I mean, that's that's half the, the amount of traveling that the Raiders have to do. So really, really interesting. Some of it's geography. Some of it's just the way the schedule bounces uh, in that right. circular schedule, right? So it'll be interesting, but but it's fun to talk about. And, and as again, you can catch Mo later on the Bleacher Report app live as he gives the reaction to the show, and we'll talk about it next week. But overall, we talked about it on Tuesday's show. The schedule uh, lines up. There's 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 winnable games there. You look at them, you say, okay, this is there's some good spots here, some good teams matchups, uh, if the Raiders can can put it together. Uh, but there's also some tough teams on there. We talked about that strength of schedule and how it might line up. So where those games are in the schedule will have a big, big tell to me on where I look at them as a four, five, six, seven win team. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I think if you're playing teams with new parts like the Raiders, you probably want to play teams like a new quarterback, an overhaul defense. Like Mm -hmm. say maybe I think the Vikings are on the schedule at some point. You want to play those teams early in the season because there's still an adjustment period. Now I know Jimmy Garoppolo knows Josh Daniels' system, but the Raiders are going to have a revamp defense as well. So those guys are going to need time to gel, maybe a month or two, who knows, depending on the players they bring in because they still have to address the linebacker position. But you don't want to play high-powered offenses early in the season if you're the Raiders with that defense. You want to play the high-powered offenses later in the season because that gives right. your defenders time to gel and work with each other and get to know each other and, and work with their communication. Week one to week four, it could be very choppy. So if you got the Chiefs, in the first month of the season <laughs> when they don't lose a lot of games that could be a problem if you got the the Detroit Lions whose offense was humming last year fifth 
fifth highest scoring offense in 2022, that could be a problem. So we'll, we'll see. Again, it matters when you play these teams because of the changes made across the roster from the Raiders and their opponents. It does. Uh, what I want to go into now, Mo, is I've seen a lot of and gotten a lot of messages over the last couple weeks. As I said in the last show, I think Raider Nation overall feeling much more positive about the draft. We talked about some of those players. We talked about some of the needs. I know we're going to talk. You had a great piece up on Sports Not about three free agents. Was it three free agents that the Raiders uh, could mm-hmm. sign to help them out? So we'll go over that in the second segment. But right now, I want to talk about Josh Jacobs. You know, fans love their players, and that's cool, and and you love that. And Josh Jacobs, what an easy guy to love. I mean, not only the performance he had last year, but he's a good dude. You know, when somebody's a good dude like that, does a lot of charity work, uh, a really likable guy, you want to see him do well. And so a lot of folks are are back on the, hey, Josh Jacobs needs an extension. Josh Jacobs needs an extension. Um, I tweeted out the other day about, Look, it would not be a good business decision to do that right now if you look at it. In fact, you look at it, and I texted you this earlier uh, this morning about the Raiders. The Raiders are number four in running back room spending in the league, number four at a position that is devalued in the NFL as we talked about it. And, and that has a lot to do with the, the cap number from the tag that they put on Josh Jacobs. And if you look at what's been happening with Dalvin Cook around the league, Saquon Barkley there in New York where you're at, uh, running backs are not getting that kind of money. I'm, I'm trying to look at this from a business perspective. So, so with all due respect to fans, I'm not looking at it through that lens. But, Mo, I think you look at the Raiders already at number four in the running back room. They don't want to be number one, which is the Cowboys, because they've overspent so significantly there. Uh, but if you look at that situation, um, it would not make any sense for the Raiders to extend Josh Jacobs, no matter how important he is at this point in time, and he was last year, to their offense. I think it is important not to look at this as a personal decision. Correct. It's a business, exactly. it's, it's a business decision. It's not to say that they don't value Josh Jacobs, but as right. you just went through the names, running backs just aren't getting paid. And I don't think the Raiders are going to be rushing to pay their running back, even though he won the Russian title in 2022, even though he was voted a team captain by his teammates. And that's very important. I think that's something to note when it comes down to business and and bookkeeping and and the financials of it, it just doesn't make sense to pay big money for a running back, especially this offseason when you see the current moving in the other way where running backs are either being released, underpaid, as they may say, or yeah. just not being given long-term extensions like Saquon Barkley, who also hasn't signed his franchise tag. So from a business perspective, it doesn't make sense, but you want to see the guy get paid. Yeah, of course you do. I mean, that's, and again, he's such a likable guy and he's a hell of a player. And so you, you think to yourself, well, simple logic would say this guy means so much to this team. How can you not pay him what he's due? And the reality is because I always look at it, you look at the real estate market. If I roll up on a house it's a beautiful house. It's, it's, it's spick and span. It's great. It's the right size. Um, the people selling it are asking six hundred thousand, and the market says it's worth three hundred thousand. Would you pay six hundred thousand just because it's a great place? It's a nice house, and you could family could live in it. No, you're going to pay market value. So to to your point, it's not a personal thing. Uh, it's not to say that Josh uh, doesn't matter to the offense because he does. But at this point in time, you have to make the decision and you have to say, OK, we tagged you. We gave you $10 million, right? I mean, we talked about Dalvin Cook. I think he's about 14 from an existing deal from before, which was his second contract. And then, of course, you have Derrick Henry in Tennessee, who's at $16 million or around there, as well as Ezekiel Elliott, who I know is going to be let go. 
and Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard makes the tag as well at ten point nine million, I believe it is, right? So so you look at those guys, and Josh Jacobs is making what he should make at this point, um, based on what the market is. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that and and how he reacts to it. I think he'll react in a business fashion. I think he will sign his tag and he will come into camp. Of course he'll want a deal. But I think the guy will ball out, and we'll see what happens. But the Raiders have to look at so many of the other holes that they have left on this roster. I have one caveat. I, I do think that he's going to take a long look at the Raiders roster. And if I've said this before. If he thinks the Raiders are a four- or five-win team, I think he'll push harder to get that new deal. Not that he'll make a big stink about it, but mm-hmm. you saw a pattern of guys holding in last year in the offseason, basically coming, showing up to training camp, but not participating in all the drills or not participating in all the activities there. So there's a possibility that could happen if he feels like he's going to be, you know, a running back who's going to be on a losing team. You don't want to be paid on a one year guaranteed deal, knowing that your team probably is going to make the playoffs without that long-term security. That's what he's pushing for is that long-term security. So it'll be interesting to see if the Raiders meet with him on a middle ground on that front. Great point. All right. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, you know, Mo, we got, I got so many contacts from people who love the last shows. We started talking about free agents that were maybe still available that the Raiders could bring in because they have a hole at linebacker. They still have holes all over the place. And so we, we talked about that. You went off to Sports Not for your column this week and wrote uh, top three guys that you'd like to see the Raiders or could help the Raiders. So we're going to go into that when we come back to make sure we give our listeners what they ask for. You're with Mo and Scott here on Silver and Black Today at Odyssey Original Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back.